بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا يا كريم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي all praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Him, we seek His assistance and we seek His forgiveness. And we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds. Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees guidance upon, then none can misguide Him. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees misguidance upon, then none can guide Him. And uh, peace and salutations be upon the final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I bear witness that there's no one worthy of worship besides one Allah, and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger. Um, to my dear sisters at the Women's Center in Bradford, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon you all. I pray that I'm clearly audible uh, in this online broadcast. Uh, to you all. Indeed, it is, it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that um, He has inspired this get-together, inspired uh, Sister Farzana to um, write in uh, to me. She's been a student of mine at Knowledge International University for a few years now. Uh, MashaAllah, a hard-working uh, student. So Allah has inspired her to write in and, and request uh, this opportunity um, or present rather this opportunity to me and it's, it's always a no-brainer um, when there's an opportunity to uh, share lessons from the inheritance of uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam indeed everything uh, we teach um, in Islam is from the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and from that which he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left behind um, I'm interested in the future in finding out a little bit more about uh, your center there in Bradford um, and I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless it and bless those who are responsible for it um, and I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect it. I mean, um, the topic that uh, was asked um, or put forward to me to speak about was uh, the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, how we can uh, attain that love, how we can uh, attain uh, that love. It's an all-important topic. Um, and as Farzana might have shared with you all, um, she studied um, this particular topic um, as part of a course known as Purification of the Soul uh, at Knowledge International University. So it's a dedicated uh, class on tazkiyah or purification. Uh, of the soul and no doubt um, a person in his or her quest uh, to purify his or her soul um, does so with the net result being that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, showers his love um, upon this person and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in many places in the Quran uh, he tells us that he loves uh, a certain group of people or he tells us those groups of people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love us all uh, for coming together uh, to learn from the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless this effort um, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us uh, of those groups which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves, it's, it's only appropriate uh, that we uh, tackle this topic looking at the different groups that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Qur'an. Uh, 
Now, by the way, I have, I'm totally blinded uh, to each and every one of you here. Um, in front of me is just a, a blank um, <laughs> a screen. Uh, and it, it always makes it challenging to teach when you're speaking to nothing. Um, I can't see any names, any participation as well uh, as we would find in other online broadcasts. So if I'm not clear or if anything uh, is wrong, please can you drop a message uh, via uh, the coordinator, Sister Farzana, here so I can see it and address it immediately. So um, in terms of tackling the topic, my dear brothers and sisters, uh, it's only appropriate that we look at um, those groups that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, has cited in his book groups uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned many uh, groups that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves in his book. Uh, from the groups that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves are those who first and foremost follow his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is uh, an important first point and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights this in, in Surah Al-Imran uh, in ayah number 31. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهَ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, uh, he reveals to his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he says, tell them, O Muhammad, that, you know, if, 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 it's, if it is as they say, that they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if, it, if, if it's true that they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they want Allah's love and they want to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then فَاتَّبِعُونِي Meaning, tell them that they need to follow you. And if they follow you, يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ Then Allah will love them, وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ And Allah will forgive their sins. وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most forgiving, the most merciful. So um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, here uh, really sets the yardstick for us in terms of attaining and uh, uh, get, gaining that love from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is in following the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that is why when we look at the testimony of faith uh, or the shahada, we have ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, we, we testify that there's no one worthy of worship besides one Allah and then we testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger, right? We say Muhammadur Rasulullah. Right? It's not enough for you to say, I bear witness that there's no one worthy of worship besides one Allah, but I deny the prophecy of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To be a Muslim, you have to uh, declare Allah as one and accept the prophecy of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So it's, it's connected that when you say, La ilaha illallah, that there's no one worthy of worship besides one Allah, then you say Muhammadur Rasulullah, which means that there's, I have no way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I have no way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except upon the way of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That is my way, right? And that's why Allah subhanahu wa taala in His book He commands Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to tell the people that you know this is this is the right path, right? This uh, or, or explain to them the right path that leads to Allah subhanahu wa taala and command them to follow it. And then Allah reveals to His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and tells him to warn them, wala subul, and don't follow the um, the offshoots, the paths that are offshoots to the main path. Don't follow them. Don't even go close to them. Don't even consider those paths. Right? Uh, why? Because if you do so, you will go astray. 
Right, you will go astray. There's only one path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that path is the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is uh, the first way, my dear brothers and sisters, that uh, we gain uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love. And in Surah Tawbah, uh, in ayah number 24, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, tell them, O Muhammad, that if their fathers and their children and their brothers and their spouses and, and their family members, their, their, their close ones, and their wealth, and their trade uh, and and their homes, their houses, their financial standing, their material well-being, if all these things, uh, you know, things which they love, if all these things are more beloved to them be, uh, than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger and striving in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they should wait for uh, the result of this misplaced love of this. Right? Uh, they should wait for it. فَتَرَبَّصُ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِ Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes with that which is a direct result and consequence of their misplaced love. So they chose, uh, they beca- you know, Allah is warning us against becoming a victim of time. And one of the ways that you and I can become a victim of time, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us, is by belittling the message of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in terms of not having a sincere desire to follow it. Right? So we belittle it. And Allah is saying that if you're making other things more beloved to you than uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then wait for the net result because of this misplaced love that um, you have uh, caused to come about. And indeed, if we love something other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we have misplaced uh, our love. And that's why our scholars tell us that yes, there's a lot of things that we love, but we should attach that which we love to the one who is most deserving of our love. And that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can love your studies, you can love your job, you can love being fit, right? You can love baking. Right? Um, you can love cooking for your family, you can love all this, but attach that which you love to the one who you should be loving, and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So that if you attach that which you love to the one who you love, then uh, you, you know, automatically love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that which you do, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you as well. Subhanallah. Right? And also because it becomes a means of following the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's entire life was an act of worship. So uh, if we tie that which we love to the one who we should love, who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then by default we make our entire life an act of worship. Right? We make our life an act of worship. Like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did. And that is the most powerful way, my dear brothers and sisters, uh, in terms of following the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, uh, we, we might love to keep fit, we might love to go to the gym and so on and so forth. Uh, but, you know, imagine if you are on the treadmill and um, you went to the gym, not like everybody else goes to the gym, they go to lose weight, but you went to worship Allah. Your intention was to be fit because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam praised a strong Muslim. And, and, and that was beloved to Rasulullah, so it has to be beloved to Allah, so this is why I go to the gym. You go to the gym because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam praised the person who looks after this body, because it's an amana that Allah has given him or given her, right? So you have higher aspirations. So you tie that which you're doing, which you love, going to the gym, running on the treadmill for example, to the one who you should love, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You brought about purpose, right? In a simple act like going to the gym. And it became an act of worship. That's what happens. Because uh, if you make it for Allah, then it becomes worship. And if Allah accepts your worship, your paradise becomes more beautiful. Because that's the rewards for those who worship Allah. And, uh, you know, uh, an accepted worship.
So imagine that, you know, sometimes we say, well, uh, how, how do I remain motivated to, to stay on the treadmill, for example, right? You know, it's, it's tough to be on the treadmill, right? Because you can eat a, a bar of chocolate um, and, you know, y- you put on so many calories in what, in, in a few seconds? But you go on the treadmill, you might run for half an hour and you might not even burn h- half the calories that you gained, right? From the chocolate that you ate. So it's hard. How do you remain motivated to do it every day? Well, imagine if you knew that for every calorie that you burnt, for the sake of Allah, there was a tree planted for you in Jannah, or a brick laid for you in Jannah, or some treasure buried for you in your Jannah. And your Jannah was becoming more and more beautiful with every calorie that you burnt. Let's be honest, who's going to want to get off the treadmill? Right? Who's, Who's going to want to get out of the kitchen? Right? Who's going to be sad if the cake got burnt? Right? Or, or if, if, if there was less salt in the food. Yes, you feel sad because you wanted somebody to, to, to um, um, eat the best that you've made. However, you, you start the cake again. Or you start the cooking again without feeling like you've wasted time. Why? Because you know, alhamdulillah, that for that 45 minutes, that one hour, you know, uh, it takes time, right? You, baking your cake, separating the, 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 uh, the, the yolks from the egg whites and, and the mixing. And Look, I don't bake cakes. I eat cakes. My wife bakes cakes. <laughs> but, you know, it takes time. And what happens when it goes wrong? Maybe it didn't rise. Maybe it, 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 it rise and then it flopped. You know, all things can happen. But you don't feel like you wasted time. Because, you know, Alhamdulillah, I did it for the sake of Allah, so I've been rewarded. And now I have a chance to get double rewards. It's a double whammy. Right? And this is what I say to my brothers and sisters. Sometimes you're working on that Word document. You know, you're writing that presentation for work and, and you didn't save the document. And subhanAllah. Um, okay, Farzana is saying it's breaking up. That will happen uh, because the internet fluctuates. There'll be a fluctuation in terms of the internet. Um, so the sound may uh, break up, but I am recording it, uh, inshallah. Um, an independent recording and I will share the recording, inshallah. I hope you got that, Farzana. So, just please confirm that. So, you know, sometimes our brothers and sisters, they prepare um, a presentation for work, and so on and so forth, and then, you know, you forget to save it. And your battery uh, ran out, and your computer shut down, it didn't save the document, and you become so stressed. You know? And I say, look, if, if you tied it to Allah, then you wouldn't see this as an obstacle. You'll see it as an opportunity that now I have another opportunity, another opportunity to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know that cake that was in the oven, it flopped, I have another chance to get more rewards for Jannah, it's not all lost. That presentation that failed, I can do it again, I have a chance to make it better and I get rewarded for the past presentation and the new presentation, alhamdulillah. So this is very important my dear brothers and sisters, that we tie that which we love to the one who we should be loving, inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love us. So one of the ways to earn the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to follow the way of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and there's so much to say about this but uh, it's beyond the scope of this particular class but inshallah, inshallah the message uh, has reached um, you all. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves are the muttaqun. The muttaqun. Right? So number one uh, is to follow the messenger. Number two is to strive to become a person of taqwa. 
right? Uh, Farzana can just drop for me messages just to make sure that you're following and the points are coming across, that would be great. So point number two is uh, to strive to be from the people of taqwa. And you know what's so amazing, my dear brothers and sisters, that if you strive to follow in the footsteps of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you will then become a person of taqwa. And Allah says, Wallahu yuhibbul muttaqeen, or fa'inna Allah yuhibbul muttaqeen. In Surah Al-Imran, in Ayah number 76 and other places in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He loves the people of taqwa. Now, taqwa refers to you uh, placing a barrier between yourself and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How? By looking after the commands of the sharia, and staying away from that which the Sharia has told you to stay away from. So basically, you're walking in the footsteps of the Messenger So the discussion we've just had applies to this particular point as well. And I have a talk online called Taqwa Time. You can Google it, Taqwa Time Sajid Umar. It's a 45-minute presentation just on Taqwa and understanding what Taqwa is. So please take a moment to listen to that talk. ta'ala. So that's point number two, that we strive to be from the people of taqwa, for indeed Allah told us that He loves the people of taqwa. Also my dear brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He loves those who do good. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the people who do good. And this is a third group of people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. Right? So, uh, and again, this ties into point number two and it ties into point number one. Uh, If you want to earn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love, be a person who does good. Be a muhsin. Meaning, don't just be a person who does good, but strive to be excellent in the good that you do. You know, if you have five pounds, but you can give away ten pounds in charity, give ten. Don't settle for five. Be excellent, because excellence is the minimum requirement when you do something for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So, be a muhsin. Be a person uh, who does good. And doing good is a vast ocean, my dear brothers and sisters. Being kind to your parents is from doing good. Uh, being uh, good to those who, uh, you know, who, uh, who are considered to be from the needy. Being charitable, this is from good deeds. Smiling is from good deeds. You don't have to be rich to do good deeds, right? Everyone can do good deeds. Dhikr is, is, is doing good deeds. Your salah, everything, everything, right? Um, and maybe as, as homework for you all, you can actually uh, do a search uh, in the Quran for all the places where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, Yuhibbul muhsinin. Right? Yuhibbul muhsinin. That Allah loves the people who do good. And uh, uh, look at that, uh, the, the ayat that Allah has said this and study these ayat. So look at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning before He says that He loves the people who do good. Because everything that He mentions, right, is good. Because Allah says, do this, and Allah loves those who do good. Which means that if you do it, then you are from the people who do good. And if you are from the people that do good, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. Right, my dear brothers and sisters? So perhaps jot this as, as some homework. Uh, the fourth group that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves is, is the patient ones. Right? Allah loves the patient people. And Allah in many places in His book, He says, you know, um, that... Uh, uh, that Allah that Allah loves those who are patient they are patient right and uh, just for your homework you should uh, search another talk a small piece of mine that's online it's called yes you can if you just google yes you can Sajid Umar listen to it I'm speaking about patience in that clip 
right? Um, that no matter what happens, no matter what curveball life throws at you, no matter you know how difficult life is, uh, you will always be patient, and you'll never lose Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in the process. In fact, you'll see every obstacle as an opportunity to get closer to Allah. You won't become disheartened because of what's happened. Like we said earlier, you know, the computer shuts down or your cake doesn't rise, right? After all the time you've spent. And, and then you feel down. No, this is a time to be patient and see the opportunity in uh, this negative or that which you perceive to be negative. So Allah loves the patient ones, right? Because the, the reality is, my dear brothers and sisters, life is life. It's not Jannah, right? It's not Jannah. And it's not Jahannam either. It's not Jahannam either, right? Jahannam is, has everlasting doom and gloom. And Jannah has everlasting happiness. We in a place that has days which are for us, days which are against us, days which are considered ups, you know, days which are considered downs. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. Right? So, Allahumma um, sta'an. That's just how life is. Our job is to navigate the turbulence. And the best way to navigate turbulence is through patience, through salah, as Allah says as well. Istainu bi sabri wa salah. That assist yourself through your turbulent times with patience and salah. And Allah says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the patient. So, you know, when, when, when you go through difficulty, you got to see it as an opportunity. What opportunity? You got to say, this is an opportunity for me to earn the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That if Allah didn't put me in this difficulty, I wouldn't have an opportunity to earn His love. Right, so you be patient and take the love of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Right, my dear, uh, my dear sisters. So I pray this point comes across uh, clearly. Also, from the groups that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala loves, I believe it's uh, group number five. Allah loves those that place their trust in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Right, so Allah really loves those who place their trust in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Right, those who. Uh, truly place their trust. They don't have extremes with regards to this, right? They lock the door and they understand that locking the door does not benefit me and harm me in and of itself. Indeed, the being that makes all the means work or fail to work is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A knife doesn't cut in and of itself. It cuts because Allah wills. Fire does not burn. In and of itself, it burns because Allah wills, right? So no means is, is powerful in and of itself. It's powerful if Allah makes it powerful. It's able if Allah makes it work. Like our hearts don't beat in and of itself, right? It beats when there's a soul. But the soul cannot power the heart in and of itself. It powers uh, the heart with the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why from the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is As-Samad, Right? That the, the one upon upon who everything in existence is dependent upon. Subhanallah. Everything. Everything other than Allah is dependent on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything and anything, whether you know it or you don't know it, whether you can fathom it or you can't fathom it, whether you, you've seen it or you haven't seen it, whether you can imagine it or you can't imagine it, everything that exists, exists because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those who are just with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they place their trust in nothing else but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is true tawakkul. 
then indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves uh, this group of people. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in many places in his book, such as uh, ayah number 159 in surah Al-Imran. Um, uh, in fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna Allah yuhibbul mutawakkilin. Um, in, in a short search that I did, I found that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said this once in his book. But in many places in his book, does he praise the concept of tawakkul? Right? That, you know, upon Allah should those who place their trust, place their trust. So Allah discusses tawakkul in many places. But in terms of him saying that he loves the people of tawakkul, then he says it in one time uh, in his book. So this is, um, uh, you know, a quality of the heart that we need to develop. And if we do so, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love us. Also, my dear brothers and sisters, from the qualities that uh, assist us in gaining, uh, love from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to be just. To be just. To be just in our speech. To be just with other people. To be just with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we don't do shirk because that's being unjust. Because we're giving something which is only for Allah to some somebody or something else that doesn't deserve it. That's not being just, that's being oppressive. So we're just in our speech, we're just with our children, we're just in our dealings. Right? Allah loves those who are just. Inna Allah yuhibbul muqsitin. Right? As Allah says in, in Surah Al-Hujurat, in ayah number 9 for example. And Allah says this in three other places, in three places in the Qur'an. Rather, three places in the Qur'an. That Allah loves those who are just. They are fair in their speech with their family members. If their family member is wrong and a stranger is right, they don't take the side of the family member. No, they be just. And they call out the truth. And we might love people, but we love the truth more. That that's how you know that's how it would be. That we say um, uh, that you know we, we love our parents, we love our family members, uh, we love who we love, but we love the truth more. We always love the truth more. That's what that's what it's about, my dear brothers and sisters. It's about loving the truth more. And loving the truth more because that's from being just and loving, you know, this concept of being just because it's beloved to Allah and it's a means for us to earn um, from uh, earn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love, right? So this is an important point that we be just. Uh, in Surah Al-Saf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, also loves those who, uh, teaches us that He loves those who strive in the path of Allah. They strive in the path of Allah. And they spend in the path of Allah. They spend from their time and they spend from their wealth. Right? Allah loves those people. And this falls under the point that we discussed earlier related to doing good deeds. Also, my dear brothers and sisters, from those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves are those who constantly turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not that they fall and make a sin, but after they sin, they turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely and they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive them sincerely. They're not playing with Allah. They're not asking Allah to forgive them whilst they're planning the sin, the next sin. No, they sincerely regret it. They know they have a weakness in front of the sin. They're not happy that they do it. They keep falling into it, but they never stop turning back and going back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I will be honest, my dear brothers and sisters, right? We should be honest with ourselves that there are sins which overpower us, Right? There are sins which overpower us. But even though they overpower us, we strive hard to get the better of those sins rather than letting the sin get the better of us. And no matter what happens, we never lose hope in Allah. 
And we always turn back to Allah, and we always seek forgiveness from Allah, and we always have good hope in Allah that He's accepted our repentance. Right? And if we are constant with this, being sincere, we will earn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in uh, Surah Al-Baqarah, uh, uh, Inna Allah yuhibbu tawwabin Right? That indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves uh, the tawwabin, those who constantly turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, never lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is another group. The last group I'm going to share, my dear brothers and sisters, is to be from those who are pure and love to be pure. Pure in belief. Pure in their clothing, pure in terms of their bedroom, pure in terms of their home, pure in terms of their mind. They don't think evil thoughts of other people. Pure in terms of their desk, their drawers, right? You make sure everything is clean and pure, it's neat. Pure and everything that falls into this category of being pure. Allah loves those people. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ التَّوَّابِينَ وَيُحِبُّ الْمُتَطَهِّرِينَ Right? Allah loves those who love to purify. Allah loves those who love to purify. Allah loves those who love to purify. So we need to be those people, my dear brothers and sisters, who you know, clean our hearts of jealousy that we have towards others, clean our minds of evil thoughts that we have about others. We keep our surroundings clear, we keep our desks in order. right? Uh, because we love to be clean and it's beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and... Uh, you know, we keep our clothes clean, we smell good. The Prophet ﷺ would use a miswak before coming into the home, keeping his mouth clean. Everything about him was clean. His message was clean. His speech was clean. His character was clean. His, his efforts were clean as well. There was no beating around the bush. When he gave nasiha, he gave nasiha in a clean way. Not in an abstract way. Not in a way that had ulterior motives. Right? We should be clean people, pure people, and people who love to purify. Inna Allaha yuhibbu tawabin. That indeed Allah loves those who constantly turn back to Him. Wa yuhibbul mutatahirin, and He constantly loves those who uh, love to be pure and love to purify. So this is it, my dear brothers and sisters. You know, um, uh, from the Quran, uh, these are the groups that Allah loves, and in it, I think, is 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 plenty for us to consider in terms of our uh, endeavor and journey towards receiving the love from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Ibn al-Qayyim, um, in, in one of his writings, he actually mentions um, a list of things that we can do uh, to gain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love. And it actually falls um, under the jurisdiction of, of the points that I have shared with you thus far. So he says, Rahimahullah, uh, reciting the Quran and pondering over its meanings and understanding its meanings. This is a means of earning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love. Okay? Number two, getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through looking after the nawafil prayers, right? Meaning the voluntary prayers, right? Meaning you pray Fajr, but you also prayed the two sunnah before. And, and, and maybe you also observe Tahiyyatul Masjid if you came earlier. Or if, if not, you intend Tahiyyatul Masjid in, in, in the two units of, uh, of salah that you pray for Fajr. And Tahiyyatul Wudu as well. Maybe Salatul Duha. You pray Fajr, you look after the voluntary prayers around Fajr, around Dhuhr, around uh, Asr, around Maghrib, around Salat al-Isha. Right? So you, you, you worship Allah in terms of the compulsory acts of worship and you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well with regards to what? The voluntary prayers. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a hadith Qudsi, He says that my slave gets closest to me by looking after the 
a compulsory acts of worship and they don't they get even closer by doing the voluntary acts and none of my slaves do these voluntary acts until I love them so Allah you know, if we increase the voluntary acts, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love us. And let's not forget, my dear brothers and sisters, if we look after the, the, the sunan al-rawatib, right? Meaning the prayers around the compulsory prayers, every day, the 12 units of prayer, two before fajr, four before dhuhr, uh, two after dhuhr, two after maghrib, two after isha. Right? So two after fajr, uh, before fajr, four uh, before dhuhr, Two after Dhuhr, that makes it eight. Then two after Maghrib, that makes it ten. And two after Isha, that makes it twelve. Whoever looks after these twelve, Allah will build for them a house in Jannah. Subhanallah. What more do you want, my dear brothers and sisters? Okay, Ibn al-Qayyim says, uh, as another point is, uh, to keep your tongue and heart remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as you can. Right? As much as you can. That a person who can do this, and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, regularly, regularly, right? Remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as you can. Uh, this is a person who will receive the love from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or receive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love. So, you know, when you're driving to work or waiting for your students to come to class or you're in the kitchen or you're doing the laundry or you, you know, keep your tongue moist with the remembrance of Allah. Or at least play some audio or some video that's teaching you about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't waste time on the phone, using up your free minutes, your data plans to chat to everybody and anybody. Don't waste time. Look after your minutes, right? Right? So you need to be in charge of your time and not let other people be in charge of your time. And also don't phone other people to chat about nothing because you waste your time and you waste their time as well. So this is something to take into consideration, my dear brothers and sisters. Now please forgive me, I know the camera is here. Right? But sometimes I look at the typing down here and sometimes I just forget what the camera is. So I don't mean to be rude and, and lose that contact um, and lose your concentration. I pray that's not happening. But inshallah, you also looking down and taking a lot of notes. Bidnillahi ta'ala. Okay. Uh, the other thing that Ibn al Qayyim says, Rahimahullah, um, is, and this is an amazing point. He says, if you want to earn the love from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you need to chase Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love more than you chase your desires. It's an amazing point. That you're in a situation right now, right, which is sinful. You, you want to do the sinful thing. But you know that Allah loves for you to do something else. So you force yourself to do that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves, right? Uh, over what your desires love. So a person who really honors what Allah loves, then indeed they deserve to receive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love. It's all from the mercy of Allah. We, let's not use the word deserve. But we say that uh, they receive Allah's mercy, meaning they receive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love. Because one thing you must remember, my dear brothers and sisters, that you know even to have the ability to leave what you desire for that which you should desire, that ability to be able to do that is a mercy from Allah. If Allah didn't will, didn't assist us, we couldn't have done it in and of ourselves. As we said earlier, you know, as-samad, the one upon who everything relies upon, is dependent upon. 
right? So um, just be, you know, that's why we, we don't say we deserve this from Allah. We say, no, a person who uh, receives the mercy from Allah in that they have the ability to choose what Allah loves over what they love, then inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will shower upon them his love. And, 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 and the sharia teaches that, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give uh, this group of people his love. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love us and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us to love him the way uh, he should be loved. Ibn al-Qayyim says one of the other ways to attain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love is to learn about Allah's names and his attributes. Because if you do so, you learn about Allah. And it's, it's, it's human nature that the more we learn about somebody, the more we love them. Right? That's what happens. Right? Um, you know, even when a spouse, uh, when spouses come together, uh, you know, they, they say they love each other, but we say no, love will come as you live with each other and learn the different qualities that you both have, you know, each other's smile, each other's likes, dislikes, um, and so on and so forth, love will come. So if you learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more you learn about Him, the more exacerbated your love for Allah will become. And if you love Allah, then Allah will love you. So Ibn al-Qayyim is saying one of the ways to earn Allah's love is to learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and, and never forget my dear brothers and sisters that, and this is something Ibn al-Qayyim has said as well. He says that we look at the nobility of the subject matter that we study by looking at the nobility of the... Sorry, he says we look at the nobility of the knowledge being learned by looking at the nobility of the subject matter being studied. This is what he says. It's an amazing statement, right? We know the ability, we know the nobility of knowledge by looking at the nobility of the subject matter being studied, right? And when you learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the subject matter is Allah. So, what knowledge can be greater and more noble and more honorable than that knowledge? Because that is the subject, that knowledge is dealing with, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That knowledge is related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of everything in creation, the king of kings, the lord of the worlds, right? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a very important point, my dear brothers and sisters. One of the other things that um, uh, Ibn al-Qayyim says uh, that we should do to earn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love is to be a witness to our blessings to the good deeds that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us to do. And we spoke about this earlier. And to all the different amenities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Right? Financial standing, material well-being, health, and so on and so forth. To be a, the first witness to this. And to be honest, my dear brothers and sisters, how many of us thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Right? How many of us thank Allah? Which means we lack you know, being a witness to these gifts. Because if we were true witnesses, I mean, we could know that we, this is from Allah, but we're saying witness this being from Allah. It's not enough to know it, witness it. When you witness it, you know, it, it, it brings about different actions, right? Because now you know it, it brings about the action of you loving Allah more, the action of you wanting to thank Allah more, the, the, the action of you wanting to make dua to ask Allah to protect that gift that He's given you. You only ask Allah to protect your gift if you recognize it as a gift. You can know something to be a gift, but it's different when you recognize it to be a gift, my dear brothers and sisters, okay? So, um, uh, please uh, bear this in mind, my dear brothers and sisters. And it's an amazing point, wallahi, by uh, the Imam, um, uh, by the Imam, uh, uh, rahimahullah. 
rahimahullah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us with him in Jannah Ameen so uh, this is some of the things that uh, Imam Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah uh, mentions he also says uh, that um, one of the ways uh, to earn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love is by pouring your heart out to Allah you know not being shy to tell Allah anything pour your heart out to Allah complain to Allah only speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to you know um, empty yourself you know to allow your heart to break in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically I mean if I if we can look for the most expressive terms I mean Ibn al-Qayyib rahimahullah was expressive as well when he said it right in kisar al-qalb right so you know, allow your heart to break and pour the most hidden thing that you keep you keep hidden from everybody else. Pour it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a means of earning the love from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He also says that from the means of earning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love is by being in worship at the most special times for worship. Such as the last third of the night. When everybody's asleep, such as fasting when everyone eats, right? Because you become a standout person, right? You become a standout person, and, and then and, and that pushes you in, in front of the line to receive, you know, mahabbat Allah, this love from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's an amazing pondering of Ibn al Qayyim rahimahullah that one of the ways to earn Allah's love is to be in the worship of Allah. Uh, at the best times, uh, especially when other people aren't worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that time, such as the last third, such as fasting when others aren't fasting, right? So um, this is what he mentions, uh, rahimahullah. One of the other ways also that he mentions is by fixing your friend's circle. You earn Allah's love by putting yourself in the company of those that Allah loves, those people who love to remember Allah, those people who love to seek knowledge, Right? MashaAllah, this women's center seems to be a group of people who love to seek knowledge. So inshallah, this is a wonderful friend circle, inshallah, right? That you have. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in his book, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullaha, that O oh, you who believe, be people of taqwa, wa kunu ma'as-sadiqeen, and have a righteous, pious, truthful friend circle. That's the friend circle you should have. Right? So I pray that this circle, this circle of friends that you all are is a means of earning the love from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So please look after your friendship. Look after your friendship at any cost because shaitan doesn't love for your friend circle. He doesn't want a group of friends who want to learn, who want to come together to, to benefit each other for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he's going to, he's going to you know, uh, inshallah this is not happening, but you know, from my experience in, in, in other situations and circumstances, you know, the work of shaitan is clear. Shaitan starts poking, poking his presence into the presence of this wonderful group and starts making person A have a, a, an issue from a non-issue with, with person B, right? And all of a sudden, you know, now there's jealousy here, and, and, and now we, we, we don't want to think good thoughts of the other person. We want to double read the person's words. We want to have evil intentions. We don't want to give each other benefit of the doubt. right? So we have to make a decision when this happens. We have to say, am I going to give this person the benefit of the doubt, even though shaitan is connecting himself to my desires and making me feel that it's not such, meaning it's a bad thing to do so? Am I going to 
push myself to that which Allah loves, or am I going to fall prey to that which shaitan is pushing me towards loving? Right? So it's a double whammy. Because you get Allah's love by choosing that which Allah loves over your desires, number one. And number two, by keeping this protected circle protected. And as Ibn al-Qayyim says, rahimahullah, that Allah indeed loves a righteous friend circle. So if you want to earn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love, then choose a good uh, friend circle. The last thing that Ibn al-Qayyim says, rahimahullah, is that one should uh, stay away from the triggers. Those triggers that throw you into haram. Those triggers that might make you listen to music, might make you watch pornography, might make you, uh, you know, have evil thoughts of somebody. Uh, get away from the triggers. Stay away from the triggers. And your efforts to kill the triggers will not be uh, left without reward. You will be rewarded for it. And the greatest reward that will come as a result of it, there are many rewards. The greatest reward that will come from Staying away from these triggers or killing the triggers. Uh, yes, Farzana, triggers. T-R-I-G-G-E-R-S. So the greatest rewards that will come from it is that um, you will be able to look after all the other elements uh, that we've discussed earlier. Because it's those triggers that push us into haram. Right? And when we fall into haram, then we take ourselves from all these wonderful other things that we've mentioned that act as a means of us attaining muhabbat Allah. Attaining the love from Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, um, this is what I have to share, my dear brothers and sisters. And I think it's, it's a lot. And I think uh, it's never enough, but I think it's a lot. And inshallah, for the scope of this class, uh, we say that uh, perhaps for the scope of this particular class, it's enough. It's, in, it's enough for you to go home uh, and ponder over. Now, what you need to do, my dear brothers and sisters, is not just go home from this. It's, you have notes in front of you. I don't know if Farzana, she's been typing the summaries, if you could copy and paste those summaries elsewhere um, and then everybody gets a copy and everybody goes home and for the next few nights you sit down and have a journey with yourself right so you 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 put all the points I've shared all the groups that Allah loves in the Quran and these 10 points mentioned by Ibn al-Qayyim right in 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 one column and then in the next column you have your name on the top so it's Farzana for example or Aisha, for example, or Maryam, for example, or Fatima, for example. I don't know if those names exist. I'm just taking random guesses. Um, and then you have a journey with yourself. Go on a one-to-one with yourself. Be your best friend, and be your best, uh, be your, uh, uh, you know, uh, be your best friend. Be your best friend. How? By being the most critical of yourself. Ask yourself, this is who Allah loves. Allah loves those who are clean. How clean am I? What do I have to do? do you know, so that I fall under the category of this group that Allah loves. Right? And see yourself on paper. Over the next few days, go on a journey with yourself. Because remember, Allah loves those who turn back to Allah. Turning back to Allah is having a sincere desire to fix yourself. It's not just I heard a talk, we had a good time, I met my sisters in Islam and now I'm going home and you know I feel this iman boost, it's a temporary iman boost and yallah, let's carry on with life until the next thing. Shaytan wants it to be like that. Shaytan is happy for you to go home from this talk and never change. Right? You have to grab the bull by the horns. Grab your bull by the horns. You got to take a hold of yourself and say enough is enough. Right? How many more lectures do I need before I become better? I have all the tools I need to earn this love from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am in charge of my own decisions. I am a product of my decisions. Enough is enough. 
right? I'm going to do something about it. And start doing something about it. You know, nowadays you can just use your mobile phones as well, mashallah, right? You just use your mobile phone, right? And you don't have to even use paper. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. The only excuse is you not wanting to improve enough. You making a conscious decision to remain to remain the same. And if you always do what you always did, you will always get what you always got. Uh, Farzana, are you there? I just, uh, the, the screen's gone off. Okay. Um, okay, khair. as long as you can all hear me. So what we're saying, brothers and sisters, is, is that if you always do what you always did, you will always get what you always got. That's just how it works. You know, foolishness is doing the same thing, expecting different results. Okay? Um, can, can, I, can I switch off the camera now? Because I see that the live feed has stopped. Um, I'm not too sure what's happened. If, 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 if you can't hear me, please let me know, inshallah. Okay? So what we're saying, my dear brothers and sisters, is foolishness is doing the same thing, expecting different results. You know, you want to get better, you came for the talk, you, you did everything you, you did, you know, after your last talk, you didn't get better after your last talk, and you expect to get better after this talk. It's not going to help, my dear brothers and sisters. Okay? So the best way you can honor me, and you can thank me, and wallahi, I'm not here asking anyone for, for, for any, uh, any benefit, any amenity. Wallahi. You know, I'm here out of love for you all for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the reality, right? That's the, that's the purest love you can have for somebody, right? The fact that you love them because they de- declared Allah as one and accepted the prophecy of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And indeed, there's a place underneath the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah for those who, uh, you know, they, they sincere advisors to each other for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They, they don't have any worldly benefit from each other. The best way you can honor me, my dear brothers and sisters, is to truly become a better person. Is for this group of sisters to truly become a better group as well. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Jazakumullah khairan. Um, I will end the talk here. Inshallah, we only have a few minutes until um, the class expires. Uh, everything correct said, my dear brothers and sisters, is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He is perfect and any mistakes are from myself and shaytan and I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. Um, once again, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you all for the opportunity. Indeed, those who uh, do not thank the people cannot thank Allah. So I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by first thanking, doing the lesser thanks, which is thanking Sister Farzana, thanking the Women's Center, thanking each and every one of you uh, for the opportunity uh, because you know, you've lent me an attentive ear uh, and allowed me to, to share uh, some pieces of advice. So Jazakumullah khairan for that. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us uh, many, many more uh, opportunities in the future ta'ala. my dear brothers and sisters um, you know take care of yourselves take care of each other and uh, be the best that you can be be excellent because excellence is the minimum requirement uh, until next time wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika nashadu an la ilaha illa ant nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh